Welcome to Ask an Artist. I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And as always, we have the very talented Mr B on sound. So this week, while we're on our studio break, we're going to play one of my favourite episodes, actually. It's Keeping a Sketchbook. And I've always had a kind of love-hate relationship with sketchbooks. And so we look in this episode at exploring what a sketchbook is and the jobs that it does for us. So it's not necessarily about pretty pictures, but there's lots of hints and tips for how to keep one and how to make good use of it. I think, Peter, you have got plenty of sketchbooks on your shelves. I do, yeah. I mean, I love your sketchbooks, Laura. I've seen them. They're full of fabulous <laughs> they're pictures. They're such a mess. I, mean, they're, I think they're wonderful. Yeah, but it, I think that just, I think a sketchbook sort of really sort of describes what's going on in the artist's head. And as and as you rightly said, yours are a mess. So I think that describes uh, you quite nicely. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I use my sketchbook. I mean, I do sketch. I'm not a big sketcher. I think, you know, we talk about this in great detail. But of course, I do use the sketchbook kind of as almost like a problem solving exercise. I will, you know, might sketch an idea out. I certainly do a lot of my writing in sketch. Books, almost a bit like a, a sort of a diary. It's a bit of a grand way of saying, but you know, notes or ideas that pop into my head, I will jot them down. And more often than not, I never refer to them again, but I have recorded them. And it's sort of this interesting archive that I'm building up. Um, so, you know, whoever's looking through that in the future, then, you know, God help them, they're going to need it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I have to say, I might, when I say sketchbooks, mine are often a collection of loose pieces of paper. Um, I have a plan chest, which actually serves as a sketchbook because it's just full of, of little bits and pieces. I often find myself draw, drawing while I'm on a bus or a train or something on the back of whatever I've got in my bag. So not the best organized, but it's thrown up some wonderful ideas. So Peter, tell me, what have you been up to this week? Well, I'm going to splash some colour into this podcast because I don't know about you, but I've been sitting in my garden a lot more recently. Now, the sunshine is filling my garden with this beautiful light and warmth and the bubbling excitement of spring is on its way. And what does this light really do in my garden? Well, what it does, it really shows off the fresh, zingy, colourful spring flowers that are popping up all over the place. It is my favourite time of the year. And a colour that really stands out amongst the daffodils and the fresh greenery is this bright, intense, pinky purple colour that I see in the tulips. Now this colour, it's it's a difficult colour to describe. It's it's a glorious pinky purple. It's without being too sickly. It's rich without being too overpowering. And it has this almost iridescent, dazzling quality to it, which really sets it out from the crowd. And then I realised I know exactly what colour this is. It's amethyst, that most famous, prominent quartz crystal colour that has been revered across the globe for centuries. And did you know that you can get this magical colour in a paint tube? As Michael Harding has done it again, of course, he's bottled up this semi-precious colour in a tube of paint for us artists to smear all over our canvases. Now, This beautiful amethyst colour is a transparent colour and has a mixture of three other known colours in his range that come together to create an extraordinary shade of violet, ideal for those exotic artists' palettes or even artists who regard themselves as a bit of a colourist, making it usable for portraits, landscapes, non-figurative work, just about anything else. So if you're looking to add a potent, vivid, transparent purple to your palette, consider inviting Amethyst over to play. You seriously won't regret it. 
You certainly won't. So if you want to get your fingers into the jewellery box and pick colours like amethyst and indeed explore the amazing range of colours at the Michael Harding Colour Mill, simply go to his website at michaelharding.co.uk. And now we've had our fix of colour, let's get our pencils out, open up our sketchbooks and listen to the podcast episode all about keeping a sketchbook. Hi, I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And there's the talented Mr B on sound. Want to take the leap and become a working artist? The sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? We're both that sort of artist and together we're going to help you become one too. A tool often synonymous with being an artist is the humble sketchbook. From scribbling down drawings of your next creation to making written notes to refer to later, the sketchbook is the ideal place to experiment with your ideas and help you process and record all that raw creative information. Today, Laura and I are going to share with you how we use sketchbooks as both part of our practice and our business. So, Laura, you have hinted in the past that you are not the biggest sketchbook user. Is that true? Uh, well, it, it is. I, it depends how you define a sketchbook, really, because I am a great sketch maker. I do a lot of sketching mm-hmm. um, and I do have sketchbooks, but I'm also quite into loose bits of paper and a clipboard and things like that. So, I do the sketching. It doesn't necessarily go into a neat set of books, but I know that you have a shelf full of sketchbooks. Well, yeah, I've, I was sort of, I, I mean, I went to art school. I did a degree in fine art and we were actively encouraged mm. to keep these working sketchbooks to sort of show what we're thinking, where we visited, what we're observing and, and record that in a visual way. Did you so enjoy I, that? Did you like that sketchbook? Because I remember when I was at art school, I was haunted by the sketchbook work. I hated it. Yeah, it was a hoop I felt I had to jump yeah, through to, to prove something. I, so. I, I wanted to get on and do the painting, but I had to do all mm. this sort of written evidence. And I, I can see why you kind of need that evidence from a you know a marking point of view. But it's sort of over time I've I've mm. understood how I can make the sketchbook work for me and, and my practice. So I use it as almost not as a, as a daily diary, but I will record not just visuals uh, ideas and, and creative mm. possibilities but i'll do writing in it and i'll write you know ideas and lesson plans and information about uh, commissioners and, and sitters and so on so i'm kind of using it as a working tool all the time where it's not just yeah. a, a visual thing it's it's recording many other things i think for me um because of that hangover from art school about and i was surrounded by people who made the most beautiful beautiful sketchbooks mm. um i've always kind of rebelled against the idea there's something about the pristine sketchbook and oh i'm going to do good stuff in here yeah. whereas for me because my sketches are so scribbly and fast and you know they're just they, they wouldn't mean anything to anybody else you know it's that feeling that if someone opens your sketchbooks instead of being amazed they're going to think huh yeah exactly exactly so that's why i like loose leaf paper and things like that because it's it's kind of outside that 
oh, I've got a nice sketchbook and I've got to fill it with nice pictures. You know, it's there's, a, this, you know there's, that, that, there's that disconnect, I think. You've got this deep psychological burden, I, I think, know. on the, on the sketchbook. That, I don't want to disappoint anybody. And I know my sketchbooks are so random that they would be quite disappointing to anybody who looked No, at but I think, I think that what it goes to show is you, you can use sketchbooks in different yeah. ways. And I've seen, as you described, mm. beautiful sketchbooks where I think it's sort of they trans, it transcends the use of a working book and becomes a piece of art in its mm. own right. It is, you know, it's beautiful. It's, you know, you could pop it in a frame and you look through it again and again, enjoy all these works of art. Yeah. And I think that's slightly different to the way I use a sketchbook as purely just, mm. you know, writing notes and shopping lists and so on as a working tool yeah. as opposed to a, a visual, uh, something quite perfect and quite splendid. Well, I think so. I mean, I've got a book that I'm using at the moment, which I'm very deliberately treating as a work of art. My son uh, got heavily into bookbinding in, in his teenage years and he made me a lovely sketchbook. Oh, wow. And I'm filling it at the moment with water colour and ink drawings but it's very deliberately making that into a work of art because it's Mm. you know it's very precious to me and I'm very proud of the fact he made it so that's I wouldn't even define it as a sketchbook really it's a book full of paintings so I'm just thinking when you're sort of out and about because I know you go out into the countryside Mm. um, all over the UK to draw inspiration to create your your prints um, if you're working on, you know, loose bits of paper or, you know, backs of envelopes mm. or whatever it is, when you when you come back to the studio, do you do you collate it all together and, and stick it in a in one big book? Or I'm just sort of imagining your studio you with sheets everywhere. No, I have a top drawer of the plan chest and it all gets thrust into there and periodically I I have a clear out. But I have a question for you about your sketchbooks. because um, you take commissions for portraits, do you go and sketch the client? Because I would imagine there's some kind of I would find that quite pressured in that I you your note taking for the painting you're going to do, but the client must want to see the sketchbook as well. Do you feel that there's a pressure there? No, I mean, I often just I, I I describe them that I use the the sketchbook to recall that important information. Mm. So first of all, it's you know if I am meeting a, a sitter or a client, I will use the sketchbook to you know write who the sitter is yeah. and, and try and write as much information about them and find out who they are. So there's that part of it. The next part is the painting, the size, mm. the scale, mm. the medium, the style, the framing, all that logistical stuff that I need to write down because I certainly will remember it uh, in the conversation. Uh, but then the last part is I will draw and sketch and scribble and they're, they're not to be seen. I will show the, yeah, the, the, that's the person the thing, if they're interested, yeah. but I, I, I take the pressure off me. I, I tell them these are working scribbles, yeah. that they're, they're not perfect um, at, the, at the start, when I started out, I felt they had to be. That's the thing, lovely. though, isn't it? Because I think for artists, um, there's always the expectation from the non-artistic public that if they look over the shoulder of an artist working in a sketchbook, that somehow it should be like a finished work. It should be as skilled and as polished in, in mm. some way. So it's interesting that you kind of have that because when i'm i'm up a hill in scotland there's like nobody but the birds to look at it yeah but you have that constant over your well, shoulder I, the way I, what i what i explain to them is i will um i'll often use the analogy of being at a lecture or a talk and um if you are at a lecture and you're encouraged to you know make notes yes. about some of the most important things it's going to be the gappy lecturer, isn't it 
Yeah. You, you, you will you will just write sort of bullet points of some of the key things that are brought up. You're not going to write out word for word mm. what the lecturer is saying. And I explain, I'm doing the same thing, but visually. So if yeah. I'm sketching a portrait of them, I may not sketch mm. something that, that in some ways even looks like them, but it's about mm. recording, you know, just just it might be the shape of the nose or or the tilt of the head it's a mm. it's a sort of a visual memory so you're that managing expectations about oh absolutely yes yeah, i mean letting I, them know. I used to when i was a student um and i was based in london and, and in aberystwyth i i worked with architecture i didn't do landscapes i did a lot of street drawings and things like that what well, different sort of landscape and of course if you're doing urban drawing like that you are a public art installation mm. and i i think going back to those days I always felt there was kind of a performance pressure as well Mm. it was never just doing a sketch it was always you were doing a picture that people were coming along and looking at I think at the end of the day my sketchbook once I finish scribbling in it will be closed and it will sit on my shelf Mm. it's Mm. not going to be on display Mm. it's not going to be in a frame it'll always remain a closed book and it'll Mm. only be available to me to view in the future and and it's it's therefore it's my safe space. It's a place for me to well, it's a very, express I mean, I th- and play. I think, however rudimentary the drawings within a sketchbook, when you go to an exhibition and you see the artist's sketchbook, for me, it's always like the most honest insight into that yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I would say about sketchbooks is it's essential to sketch because that's your first thinking. Yeah. No, don't just take photographs and work from photographs. I think that's it's sort of where it's where ideas germinate. Yeah, uh, sometimes, and I will I will dream very big in my sketchbook, whether Mm. it's drawing pictures or writing Mm. notes uh, or or writing bullet point. Here's what I want to achieve. You know, this Mm. month, this week, this this next ten years. It's it's a place where I feel safe to dream and experiment because no one's Mm. going to be looking for it and and questioning. Oh, I am. Next time I'm up the studio. Next time I'm up your studio, I'm going to that shelf of sketchbooks. I'm going to have a good read through. (laughs) So tell me, Peter. When you choose, let's go down to sort of basics. When you're choosing a sketchbook, what are you looking for? Okay, so I've tried all sorts of different types, whether it's, you know, the shape, square size, hardcover, softcover, bound or spiral. And the the one that I find that I'm enjoying working with most is a spiral bound. So that's where it's going to be. Yeah, I'd second that. The reason I like that is because you can open it completely flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's so and you can you can wrap it kind of wrap around on itself um, and then it still keeps its rigidity. What you can't do is very difficult to kind of uh, draw from one page and it blend into a, the page on the left hand side or the right hand side mm-hmm. uh, because you've got this big spiral gap. But that doesn't bother me. I kind of plan things to be a little bit kind of more smaller. I won't sure. let the drawing kind of drift off. Whereas I kind of mm-hmm. seen with some of your drawings, oh, you, you do the line will go all over the place and the drawing will evolve. Mm. Um, I tend to opt for a bigger uh, sketchbook as well, A3. I think that's primarily being a portrait artist. I will work mm. obviously on a slightly bigger scale or I'll try and do uh, drawings of heads or, or such uh, as life-size as possible, so a good mm. size um, uh, uh, a sketchbook for me is needed on that. Mm. But then I do have the smaller kind of pop in my uh, satchel rucksack bag when I'm off to exhibitions and such, which is much more yes, like a little, a little kind of notebook. notebook as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I would agree with you there. I mean, when I'm looking for a sketchbook, I know it's going to get hammered. So it's going to have to be sturdy because it's going to be <laughs> stuffed in a bag. And um, 
also because I'm drawing outside a lot that you have to get hold the pages down with bulldog clips or elastic bands um and we a3 i like uh the big ones as well and we're not above chopping off the corners so they can be rammed into a rucksack and things mm. like that and i'll often stick on extra bits of paper as well if yeah. i feel like my drawings because my problem is that my my landscape drawings will just fit the size of paper so if i had like a six foot long piece of paper i just fill it with the drawings so i'm not very good at keeping it down to a smaller size so but it's um, got to be prepared for all weathers by the sound oh yeah absolutely and i never treat them as precious objects i i actually quite like not treating them as precious objects i don't want it to be sacred it's a working tool so yeah um, yeah. sometimes the you 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 can see that balance because i I have Mm. some really beautiful kind of mole skin sketchbooks Mm. and homemade a bit one like your Mm. your son has made and sometimes they're almost too good to be precious yeah yeah so it's sometimes it changes the way i work in those so i found just just a simple black hardcover sketchbook where i can batter it around and it doesn't matter too much i'm I'm, it gives me that freedom to be a lot more uh, experimental and just to express how i'm feeling creatively in it it is it is important isn't it i mean i've got an artist friend whose girlfriend gave him the most beautiful leather bound monogrammed sketchbook Mm. and he's never used it he says that he (laughs) (laughs) it's such a beautiful thing he opens it periodically and just chickens out and she's quite offended by the fact that he won't use it. But he says, you know, he, he goes back to his cheap and cheerful sketchbooks because yeah. <laughs> he can just trash those and he's not worried about it. I think it's important as well to um, almost determine what you're going to do in your sketchbook. And, and that sounds a big plan. I'm not saying you should be planning your sketchbook, but if you're an artist that will be, for example, maybe doing a bit of watercolour or mixed mm. media, obviously you want a sketchbook where the pe- uh, the paper is yeah. thick enough oh, or, yeah, or yeah. strong enough to hold that sort of uh, battering and playing around. Mm. If it's just going to be pencil work all the way through, of course, maybe it doesn't need to be quite so uh, heavy uh, grey paper. Yeah. So just being aware of what you're going to do with it. Um, I, think- I know some artists that work on coloured paper because they like mm. working on different colours and different grounds that they make themselves or they buy. So just sort of having that initial thought will determine uh, the, the, the the opportunity to be more experimental because you can. I think, yeah, and I, I think I would personally say err on the sturdy because then you... you you know, you're you're not going to damage the paper. Mm. But I think also it's really important with sketchbooks not to be this perfectionist, to to really enjoy the creativity and the mistakes that are bound to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's all about... Sorry, I was going to say, certainly, you know, I use sketchbooks as a very sort of random scribbles. I know that there's going to be a lot in there that's just rubbish, frankly, Mm. and I'm not bothered about that. Yeah. I use I, I I see the sketchbook as a it, it's there to help me problem solve. Yes, absolutely. And it's to it's to think through the challenges that I may come up against or I'm currently experiencing, or mm. it's a way of me processing or understanding the world, whether that is drawing a little thumbnail picture or writing notes and reflecting on how I'm mm. feeling right now. Um, I'll use it as a way of recording my, uh, my 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 own personal critique on a painting. So I'll look at a painting that's in progress mm. and I'll write bullet points in my sketchbook of what works, but also oh, what doesn't work. Like I would and write on a proof. Ske- yeah. I'll have that sketchbook open to mm. me whilst I'm working so I can always refer back going, oh, I th- that, that bit needs correcting or I need to adjust the colour or the tone mm. or the balance because I've spent some time writing it and recording it and just having it open. So it, it's, you're right, it's not about, for me personally, it's not mm. about creating this perfect artefact. It is a working 
uh, tool that, that's incredibly helpful to me. Well, it's 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 very. I see them very much as the place for note taking, ideas about composition and stuff. And I'm not entirely sure that schools and art schools do their students any favours by kind of making it into a a thing that they have to keep filling and you fill your sketchbook and stuff. I I think it should be. It's like a rough book. I mean, I don't, back in back in mm. the day when I was at school, we had what were called rough books, which were where we made notes and, and essay plans. And, and they were deliberately coarse, rough books, and you were never judged on them. And I think sketchbooks should be like that. I don't think mm. they should be sort of totemized into, at the end of term, you will give me a perfectly filled sketchbook. Mm. That's always worried me. I want to sort of just emphasise as well that the, the importance of a sketchbook is providing you with time to really stop which is essentially kind of what the it's the opposite of what i'd say a camera does the camera is wonderful at recording something immediately quickly mm. and you can refer back to things like you know color and, and, and design but that what, what a camera can't capture is just the moment of being and experiencing something just but the act of immersing yourself in your surroundings and sketching and looking and drawing and recording it gives you such a, a greater deeper connection that a photograph i think can, can never really achieve and also you by sketching will focus down on what interests you it's what yeah. catches your eye about that place or that person and a photograph is always going to be just capturing everything yeah so yeah. I find that for me, it finds the truth of what I'm interested in. So I'll, mm. I'll take loads of photographs when I'm out. And fortunately, Mr. B being a photographer, if he's there too, he'll do it for me. Um, but it's actually the sketchbook that I can look at and think, oh, it was the shape of those rocks or it was that particular mm. stand of trees. That's what I want to focus on. Mm. So it gives you the key into the finished work, I think. Mm. Um, the, 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 I'm keeping a very specific sketchbook at the moment for uh, the theatre residency oh, yes, I'm currently in the middle of. Mm. Now, of course, we're still in, in, in our lockdown period and all the theatres around the country are closed. So unfortunately, I'm not allowed access to that. So the, the project has, has quite rightly been paused for the time being. But uh, when I was visiting the theatre on a weekly basis, I would take my sketchbook on my camera. And that camera, of course, was fantastic for capturing those moments of time with actors on the stage or members of the public walking about those mm. moments but then I was using my sketchbook just to sit and, and, and scribble but there are so many pages of that sketchbook which just have writings of how I feel you know being in such a, a cavernous empty yeah. space or what I'm feeling in regards yeah. to the excitement of the performance and coming that will play and into it, your finished paintings it, it does yeah and, it, and it, if anything it's just allowing me time to stop and to be and to immerse myself and to to reflect and express how I'm feeling about it. And I think, you know, all, all painting and all art is is to do with how you feel and how mm. you're responding to something. And, and that this sketchbook is allowing me just another way of recording it and expressing that. Well, I think that's fantastic, Peter. I think we've pointed out do's and don'ts for sketchbooks for owning and buying and using. Do you have a takeaway yeah, very much so. I, I, I see my sketchbook, and I think everyone should, as, as a trusted friend, providing you with a place where you can freely escape to play with new ideas and express how you really feel or record your true surroundings. Thank you, Peter, and thank you, everyone, for listening. You can catch up with the stuff we've covered during this episode in our show notes at askanartistpodcast.com. And remember, subscribing to the show and leaving us a five-star review is a huge help and it keeps us helping you.